don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. Welcome, guys, to another Crypto Economy Quick Read. A lot has been going on on the governmental and regulatory side of stuff today um, in regards to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. And so I was trying to find a good article on that topic, and Bitcoin Magazine just so happened to give us a great one today. This one is titled, SEC Chairs, Written Testimony Hints at Moderation for Cryptocurrencies, But ICOs Be Warned. And it is written by Andrew Nelson. All right, let's get into it. The written testimony from Jay Clayton, chairman of the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the SEC, was released on February 5th, 2018. It comes ahead of the chairman's oral testimony before the U.S. Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Affairs on February 6, 2018, on the matter of virtual currencies the oversight role of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission and the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. Usually written testimony closely mirrors the language we can expect in the oral testimony today. Going through that written testimony, there are several key takeaways to note. If the opinions of the chairs contained in this article seem familiar, it's because they co-authored an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal on January 24, 2018, ostensibly laying the groundwork ahead of their testimony. Point number one. If you seek to raise capital to fund an enterprise via an ICO, the SEC views this as the offer and sale of securities, and your venture is subject to the laws governing the sale of securities. For those in the cryptocurrency world, this is bad news if the coin you are invested in is determined to be an actual security. On page 3 of his written testimony, Clayton stated, quote, There should be no misunderstanding about the law. When investors are offered and sold securities, which to date ICOs have largely been, they are entitled to the benefits of state and federal securities laws, and sellers and other market participants must follow these laws. End quote. It seems Chairman Clayton believes most ICOs are unregistered securities meaning if they are to be considered as such, they may be in violation of state and federal laws. Clayton further evidences this supposition, noting, quote, For those who seek to raise capital to fund an enterprise, as many in the ICO space have sought to do, a primary entry into the SEC's jurisdiction is the offer and sale of securities, as set forth in the Securities Act of 1933, end quote. Here, Clayton is stating that ventures seeking to raise funds via an ICO should consider as a primary entry registering as a security with the SEC. At the crux of the chairman's points here is an argument the industry has faced in a fundamental fashion, especially on ICOs. That argument is, as Clayton puts it on page 6 of his testimony, is the coin or token a security? 
While Clayton does demur to say that the answer to this ICO question depends on the individual facts of each coin or token, he does state that, quote, to date, no ICOs have been, been registered with the SEC, and the SEC also has not approved for listing and trading any exchange-traded products, such as ETFs, holding cryptocurrencies or other assets related to cryptocurrencies, end quote. How Clayton arrives at that point. As a governing definition of securities, Chairman Clayton cited 2A1 of the Securities Act of 1933 as well as 3A10 of the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. These two acts are two of the primary three bodies of law that outline most of the regulations of the U.S. investment industry, the third being the Investment Advisors Act of 1940, or the 40 Act, colloquially. These sections define a security as, quote, including, among other items, an investment contract, end quote. According to federal laws under Title 15 of the U.S. Code, an investment contract is, quote, an investment of money in a common enterprise with a reasonable expectation of profits to be derived from the entrepreneurial or managerial efforts of others. See 15 U.S.C. 77B77C. Point 2. The U.S. regulators will apply the same facts and circumstances analysis, utilizing a principles-based framework to determine if ICOs and cryptocurrency markets should be classified as securities. This is a potential sigh of relief for the cryptocurrency industry. If the chairs remain steadfast on this point, it appears that any crackdown on different coins will come in piecemeal fashion and on the merits of the coins individually, rather than from a broad-swept ruling. Referring in his testimony to a report issued on July 25, 2017, on DAO tokens as a test case, the chair seems to suggest the methodology for determining that DAO tokens are securities should be allegorized to other coins or tokens offered in the space. Going further on page 7 of his testimony, the chair states that the commission's message to issuers, those who conduct the ICO, and market professionals in the space was clear. Those who would use distributed ledger technology to raise capital or engage in securities transactions must take appropriate steps to ensure compliance with federal securities laws, end quote. Point number three. We are doing this in the name of investor protection. This is the preemptive fear, uncertainty, and doubt, or FUD, propagating line that is being towed about by every regulator safeguarding an economy more prosperous than North Korea's. However, the point that Chairman Clayton makes on cryptocurrencies is not without merit. Specific types of investor protection that the new application of the current regulatory framework to cryptocurrencies hopes to improve on include improper or non-existent disclosure, KYCAML, Volatility, flash crash-like issues, endemic asset class issues that could cause a market-wide panic among, among all investable asset classes, and all of the theft and fraud in the industry. As the chair puts it in the portion of his written testimony entitled Enforcement, 
There has been a new cyber unit established within the SEC's Enforcement Division in September of 2017, focused on misconduct involving the industry specifically targeting those types of behaviors listed above. Point 4. Cryptocurrencies aren't currency, but some of them aren't securities either. The chairman doesn't come outright and directly say this, but on page 5 of his written testimony, he states, quote, While there are cryptocurrencies that, at least as currently designed, promoted, and used, do not appear to be securities, simply calling something a currency or a currency-based product does not mean that it is not a security, end quote. The chair does note slightly above in his testimony that, quote, the SEC does not have direct oversight of transactions in currencies or commodities, including currency trading platforms, end quote. Point five. But save some prohibition for the average inv individual investor. Prohibiting certain classes of investors from participating in a security or marketplace is nothing new. For example, certain private offerings are only allowed to accredited individual investors, while others are reserved for the more specific classes of investor. As individual investors in the cryptocurrency space, retail investors, or Main Street investors, the following statements in the written testimony are disheartening. SEC Chair Clayton states on page 2 of his written testimony that his efforts, quote, have been driven by various factors, but most significantly by the concern that too many Main Street investors do not understand all of the material facts and risks involved, end quote. While it's no surprise to investors that cryptocurrencies are currently a volatile and risky asset class, even the hint that mainstream investors lack the understanding of this notion often serves as rationale for restricting non-accredited retail investors from access to more complicated or illiquid financial instruments. The chair then further stated, quote, Many trading platforms are even referred to as exchanges. I am concerned that this appearance is deceiving, end quote. In Clayton's view, investors transacting on these exchanges do not receive many of the market protections that they would in traditional investment exchanges. While the chairman could be lauded for his sentiment on protecting investors, especially given that the risks of trading on exchanges have exposed investors to loss in the past, the alternative view of his statement is that the SEC chairman is seeking to find a way to regulate the exchanges that provide retail investors access leaving cryptocurrencies legally accessible only to those sufficiently educated on the risks, the product, and the space, or, as in the case of accredited investors, allowing only the rich to invest in cryptocurrencies. We will have an update on takeaways from the Senate hearing shortly. And that's what we've got for that one. Again, it was an SEC's chair, SEC chair's written testimony, hints at moderation for cryptocurrencies, but ICOs be warned. And this was by uh, uh, on BitcoinMagazine.com, written by Andrew Nelson. And whether or not you think this is a good thing or a bad thing, um, it will definitely come with some positives and negatives. But I think overall, for growth in the ecosystem... The uh, any kind of clear 
set of rules is better than uncertainty. I don't like the idea of removing access to people because that was one of that's one of the great things about cryptocurrencies is there are no limitations to access. So attempting to rebuild that limitation into it, I think, is a massive uh, disadvantage or loss of a great feature of this. In my mind, it would be similar to the situation where we had with this open www and http protocol that we would restrict new websites out of fear of scams and uh, getting malware we would restrict websites only to those who were properly licensed or who had enough money to prove themselves as legitimate website builders or some nonsense it's taking an open protocol and trying to rebuild walls around it. My hope is that we can build the technologies to tear down or get around the walls faster than they can build them up. But either way, I think this is bullish news for Bitcoin, and it will be interesting to see how this unfolds going forward and whether this ends up being a net positive or a net negative for the ecosystem. Alright guys, uh, that'll be it for today. Uh, thank you for joining me again, and be sure to retweet, like, do whatever you can if you're enjoying this. Um, this does take up a surprising amount of time, and I'm doing this for free. So any support or sharing is much appreciated, and I will catch you guys next time on the next Crypto Economy Quick Read. Take it easy.